1: Ready, set, hunt.
0: And thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Two and Out CFL Podcast. It is Travis Curra, it is Sheldon Jones, and one more time, it is Brazilian tie. That might be the final time or one of the final times you ever hear that intro. So thanks so much for uh, tuning tuning into this one. I know it's the middle of December. I know we're busy with a lot of crap, but uh, we still have some CFL football to talk about and a brazilian tie the cold open one more time it is uh, for perspective here 4 in the afternoon you've eaten nothing and skip the skip the dishes has botched your <laughs> delivery and uh, i thought it would be good to start the show by uh, talking about food uh, during I'm going
2: I'm going to go full kirk minahan and just threaten to blow up both your houses and then get this video deleted <laughs> off of youtube
0: sheldon jones your favorite treats during the month of december
1: well butter tarts without raisins of course uh a thing called puppy chow i don't know if you've ever heard Mm -hmm. of it but puppy Mm -hmm. chow is top tier basically cereal and like peanuts and it's all mixed in together with chocolate and then you toss it in like powdered sugar it's Phenomenal. Peanut yeah, that butter. It does sound good. The
0: name did yeah. throw me off. I will admit. Well, it just, I've, it looks, I've eaten it looks like treats before.
2: <laughs> didn't really. It didn't really.
0: <laughs> you had some real bad babysitters.
1: <laughs> and then last is uh, obviously like peanut butter confetti squares are awesome. But No, they're not. They're, yes, they are. They, they are, the, are the rice crispy. The Rice crispy treats that have the peanut butter and then the layer of chocolate on top. Those are my like one of my favorites. I'm I know really you don't like, like okay.
0: Brazilian Thai other than you know your flavored chew you illegally order um, <laughs> are you blowing me up
1: here
0: <laughs> what's you your favorite to me, December
2: what, what, treat are you trying to get me docked <laughs> me SWAT team coming through my door
1: I low-key want to try one once though just, just saying I can send you a tin but you got to have them all.
2: All right. <laughs> Come
0: on, uh, what's your favorite dessert treat shit. other than whiskey?
2: Well, whiskey Ryan Coke is number one. Uh, butter tarts and then sugar cookies. Yeah.
1: Because the yeah. co-op Everyone sells you didn't them all. like
0: butter tarts. Yeah. And then he just discovered try them, try them about two years ago, I think.
2: And then a girl made me try them, which is what my mom said would happen.
0: <laughs> She's right again.
2: Yeah. And and I can go with or without raisins, it doesn't matter.
0: That surprises me. I really raisins. It's like nature's candy. See, I like it in trail mix, but that's about
2: it. I don't know why. I I pick through Trail Mix and like my old roommate would buy mixed nuts and put them on the coffee table and I would just pick out all the cashews. (laughs) So he'd have (laughs) no cashews left when he'd go to eat. He's like, You gotta (laughs) stop eating this.
1: (laughs) Buy just buy cashews. But it's too expensive just to buy cashews. Like it's not when you're me. Come on. (laughs) 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 Shane McMahon.
0: No,
2: not when you're terrible with finances
0: (laughs) in the age of uh, inflation. I've noticed that the Costco trail mix, the ratio of raisins to the rest of it has gotten really high. So I don't know if raisins are cheaper. Then M&M's and cattle. Oh, well, it's probably, probably
2: all are. the grapes. Probably just all the grapes they didn't sell.
0: Yeah, yeah. The last bag I got, <laughs> it had to be about 60% raisins. What are you guys doing here? I were they at least it. chocolate covered? No. Oh, like they didn't even throw glossettes in there. They were like salted at least. So there was some of that. Yeah, I'm in. But, but those confetti squares, the, uh, uh, oh, the, the, the haystacks... I can crush those like no tomorrow. Yeah. To me, that is December in a little, you know. Mom, pastry. mom makes a mom makes haystacks,
2: but I have to ask if I can eat those because <laughs> I might fail a piss
0: test. <laughs> really? Yeah. W- what goes into them?
1: No, you I'm can tell your mom serious. to send me some oh, of those that? with the with the
0: tin too, please. Oh, yeah. okay. That goes in. Wow. Yeah. I've never played this yeah, stack took- roulette but it sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't don't eat a whole one. You'll be for days. Uh she took a bunch or like I don't know like five or six when she took me to Aussie in grade 9. And I wasn't allowed to have them. But security asked her about them and she said I was diabetic and that I might need the sugar. <laughs> That's class.
0: Yeah, Mom, I'm blowing you up tonight. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, let's, I guess, talk about some of the player extensions that have gone on over the last little while. The Cats have extended offensive lineman Brandon Revenberg. He's 30 years old. He's already a five-time All-Star. I think probably one of the most prized free agents uh, mm-hmm. that would have been on the market in February. So, uh, Sheldon, that's big for the Cats to have him locked up, I would say.
1: Oh, huge. Uh, Every team would have been looking to add him. Uh, So the Hamilton must have obviously realized his worth and then gave him a good deal for him to sign before. And now we go to Montreal where they have locked up
0: a lot of their core going into next year. It's kind of funny uh, a year ago, they're losing everybody left and right, but now they've already locked up their quarterback, Cody Fajardo. They've locked up Darnell Sankey, Sean Lemon, Mustafa Johnson on the defensive line, seven sacks last year and Tyson Philpot. What a change from uh, just under a year ago, Ty.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for posting that, by the way, that was awesome. Um, you know, e- just, and even with the Revenberg thing, just the continuity of a roster from year to year makes a huge difference, uh, especially if that team has had success. It just makes it easier to, uh, like, in camp and everything, and get going. Um, and, and the guys that they've locked up in Montreal, I mean, we're huge parts of that run and their championship, so that, that's just great for them, too.
0: By the way, I was with you when it came to the... Oh, yeah.
2: It's not like I was the only one.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. It looked like it with the video. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I'm getting a bad edit. This is Barstool Survivor all over
0: again. (laughs) The Ottawa Red Blacks have uh, extended most valuable punter Richie Leone. It's good to see him back in red and black. He's one of the best in the game. And the uh, Toronto Argonauts have also extended a, uh, ex- a you know a, an important piece of their team. Isaiah Cage started 10 games at left tackle this year. The Argos gave up the least sacks last year. It was a big part of their success. He's also the longest tenured Argo. I believe he's been with them for five years now. A lot of the injury issues there. But it doesn't take long for you to be a longest tenured player with your team in today's uh, CFL. Now, it's it's nice to see that the Iowa Hawkeyes renewed the contract
2: for their punter. Okay. (laughs) Is that just over everybody's head? Yeah, I'll be honest. Sorry. so a couple of years ago when Joe Burrow was still at LSU and it was senior night he got like this big he came out of the tunnel everybody's going nuts he's got Burrow spelled out with like the like e a u x instead of o w the he's in Louisiana Iowa did it this year for their punter wow they went they went 10 and 2 had the worst offense in the history of college football and Like they hit the under nine times this year and he's their, he was their most valuable player. Did you make money on them? No, (laughs) I wasn't, I want, I would not touch Iowa football games. I couldn't, I I can't bet on big 10 stuff. That's like uh,
0: the, the sea bass and Leckler days uh, in Oakland, uh, you know, where they were perennial sort of, you know, all-stars or at least contenders because they had to send somebody to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> like, Texas
2: AM having their best player be a punter for years, like, in the end, like, their best player to go to the NFL being a punter it was hilarious. <laughs> and it might, like, well, I guess Mike Evans
0: now, but it's definitely not Johnny Menzel. Now, this next story, I do want to loop in Brazilian tie on because there's no way I can't. Uh, the Edmonton Alex extend Sam Achampong, but also. Let's take a moment and just respect our seniority, because Arlen Bruce the Fourth has signed with the Edmonton Elks. But it's really the story of Arlen Bruce the Fourth that I want to talk to Brazilian Ty about. Back in September, he pled guilty to underage gambling and was issued a six hundred and forty five dollar fine. Now, was he able he, to pay with it?
2: Pay for it with his winnings?
0: He allegedly bet the under in a 2022 game against Northwestern in which and he, he s- played. He scored the touchdown to hit the over. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, <laughs> What an idiot. Why didn't he bet the over? <laughs> why didn't he Pete Rose it? You just bet on your team. Yeah, like, I don't see any problem with that. Like, betting the under, and I kept reading the the story, but it's like, hey, he scored the touchdown to put him over. So, I don't know if he screwed the bet up, or... you (laughs) (laughs) Like, Brazilian tie, you've got... Okay, he wasn't betting, you know, six figures. He bet 132 times a value of $4,300. So... I mean, he's a college kid. It was. So he's averaging under way under 40 bucks a bet. Right. So. I'm opening up my bet 365
2: account right now to see my last 12 months of activity.
0: (laughs) Okay. While you're doing that, like if you bet six figures and you have the chance to put the team on the over, like, do you, and you bet the under, do you, purposely fumble the ball at the two-yard line or something like that.
2: You can't fumble it because what if the other team picks it up and goes down and scores? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Right? But you fall down at the three because in college, the minute your knee hits the ground, yeah. it's the play's dead. Yeah, I, don't know, I can't remember how much time was left.
1: You pull a
0: hammy. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, I, I think that's minor in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he scored the touchdown. Let let's just say that. Uh, when maybe... I
2: read that that they signed him, I I was like, isn't this guy in his forties?
0: <laughs> you thought they signed the third. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it's really making me feel actually old when I see like the Philpot twins playing and Arlen Bruce the fourth now and like the sons of players yeah. that I remember like it's it's kind of crazy but it's cool oh he's got his bet there's no
0: personal information on there is there no okay even if
2: there was it's I all I, I see
0: is a white light white
2: $39,699 51 <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the
1: <laughs> this is
0: like the biggest moment <laughs> and I'm Richie Rich <laughs> But to be fair, to how be much fair, for, huh? like how much did you like,
2: win? So like you put money in the uh, in the in this in the last twelve months, I'm down thirty one hundred dollars. <laughs> so oh, that would break
0: me if I was down thirty one hundred
2: dollars. But listen, listen, listen! I've I'm only deposited. I've only deposited fifty two hundred thirty eight dollars fifty cents. Oh, so like. It counts like so. If I if I place hundred dollar bet, so that's a hundred bucks, right? Wagered, and then I win I win a hundred, so I'm up to two hundred dollars in my account. And then I bet that two hundred dollars on something else. Well, I've now wagered three hundred dollars, but only a hundred dollars of real money. Okay. Of money that I've put in, so it counts like all of everything. So like if I bet winnings, it counts towards the total. It's not like I've it was thirty-eight thousand dollars of my like that I put in.
0: All Sheldon and I see are just dollars. <laughs> but
1: you potentially could have won thirty-nine thousand dollars. Is what you're saying? Potentially, or that. No, like, that's that's the value of his bets. That's the cumulative of your bets in total. Yeah, and that's you're down. Accumulative. Okay, so yeah. So you're
0: okay. So like, I could be, I could, I could win five
2: hundred bucks. Yeah. That doesn't go into the wagered until I wager it. So I could put a hundred dollars in, and pretend, and if that wins five hundred, so now my account's up to six hundred, because you get, you always get your original hundred back. Then yeah. if I bet that six hundred dollars, well now I've wagered seven hundred, but I've only put in a hundred bucks.
0: How much did the Oilers cost you in the early going of the season? That's uncalled for. <laughs>
2: Since they fired Jay Woodcroft, I haven't watched a game, and they are they are on a and game now mistake. they're on a I'm heater. I'm not. I'm not turning it back on. I'm not jinxing it. I am not going to be the one.
0: Will you even watch? Like, if they keep rolling, like, will and you then, watch the playoffs? Or what are you going to do? <laughs> oh man,
2: I don't know. I can't. Like, ugh. I got to watch a game before then and see how it goes. You do.
0: Yeah. 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 The Devils. Beat your devils, so that's all that really matters. Yeah, I know. I have the oh. canned response. My brother texted me for that uh devils win, and I oh, I, I saw Patrick yesterday.
2: Oh, you did. I forgot to wave. I didn't realize it was him until he was like <laughs> already past me.
0: <laughs> and my 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 canned response is fix. So that's what I just.
2: What is this? Twenty twelve.
1: <laughs>
0: um,
2: quick before we keep going, uh, Huckdoku... I was doing it yesterday or the night before. And the one column was 10 plus career playoff points. And the team was New Jersey. And the player I picked was 1%. And it was Marty Berger. He has 12 playoff oh. assists. <laughs> and one playoff goal.
0: What a stat. Yeah. To uh... He had four in his last year
2: with the wow. Devils.
0: That he... Uh... Yeah, he scored against the Montreal Canadiens in the playoffs, if I remember. Yeah, that was his like, only one. Yeah. He had another normal goal, and then there was a goal on the penalty kill where he was, like, the last one to touch the pole. Touch
2: it. Yeah, and they passed it back to the defenseman. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Alec Ayumanner, he wins the John Cornish Trophy for the best or the top Canadian player in the NCAA. 62 catches, 1,013 yards, and six touchdowns with Stanford. Uh, he's fifth in the Pac-12. Uh, and Which is wow.
2: non-existent anymore.
0: Against Colorado. Is that uh, Neon Dion? Primetime? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thirteen catches, two hundred and ninety-four yards. Every everybody everybody was kissing Dion's ass to start yeah. the
2: year, and they yep. start off three and zero and finish four and eight, and they're not eligible for a bowl. you <laughs> see incredible, it. Yeah, you hate to see it. And incredible apparently, incredible performance. Apparently, he's a real huge a hole. So like nobody, is, yeah, nobody's upset.
0: Yeah, I don't think that surprises. <laughs> And and now the Pac-12
2: isn't even a thing anymore. Wow. So he won the last one in that conference.
0: Wow. So he is from the Gas City, Medicine Hat, Alberta. So congratulations to him. Uh, For that, we are in the uh, time of year where NFL workouts are happening for CFL players. The Arizona Cardinals actually had workouts for Tyreek McAllister of the Ticats, Sam Emilis of the Riders, TJ Brunson of the Riders, Cody Grace of the Stampeders. Speaking of um, punters, uh, Jacksonville ended up working out linebacker Gary Johnson from the Red Blacks. There's all sorts of workouts happening uh right now uh ty can you i'm not big on the ncaa stuff uh curtis rourke uh announcing that he's gonna be transferring it seems like uh actually 90 percent of players are transferring <laughs> there's this, o- i think option.
2: it's over 11 or 1200 players are in the transfer portal right now wow Yeah, and the guy, Jaden Daniels, who just won the Heisman, was a, like, all, the top three or four guys that were in the Heisman vote were all transfers. Wow. And now with the NIL money, Marvin Harrison Jr. might be staying at Ohio State.
0: So what is this all about? They, like, don't see an opportunity to win with their current team, so they just, they're out? Or or to play. Yeah, or to play.
2: Yeah, And then with the NIL money, like, Guys, if there's guys that, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably going to make $10 million NIL, which is less than right, what, if, okay. he's, if he's second overall, it's it's still less than what he would make in the NFL. But he said he wants yeah. to go back and play one more year and beat Michigan State and win the Big Ten. So I don't know. But now that the fact they're getting paid, they don't have to rush to get out of university.
1: Right, right. This is basically like free agency in... in... NCAA. Yeah. yeah. Much. And it's,
2: it's about crazy. time because the, the student athlete thing was such bull. Everybody knew that it wasn't real. So they finally and now we get an NCAA football game on, on PlayStation again. Uh guys can go out and do like uh Caleb Williams has has endorsement deals and does commercials and he can get paid from that now. So like it's just it's so much it's such a better working condition for them now.
0: The BC Lions have brought back their entire coaching staff for next year. There's no real surprise here, uh, Sheldon, but uh, uh, we see that Ryan Phillips will take on the additional role of assistant head coach. He might be one of those guys we're going to be watching over the next couple seasons to see if he gets a bench boss job. I know that doesn't yeah. really work in football, but uh, somewhere else in the CFL of Campbell hangs onto that position with BC Sheldon.
1: Yeah, no he uh, he seems like he's ready too. He was on the Waggle this week, and uh, I heard him. He was he seems very well spoken, and he's obviously a really good coach. His de- their defense kind of fell off a little bit in the second half, but um, obviously Campbell sees enough to bring him back and to uh, you know promote him to his head coach. So good for them.
2: And and that'll come down to opportunity too. Like, I mean, you look at you look around the league right now. Like a lot of the head coaches, you just don't see them going anywhere, and then. Couple and some of the teams have brand new guys. They're not going to be getting rid of at the end of the year.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's
0: nice to see. Like I know there's changes in Hamilton, uh, where Scott Milanovic is going to be, uh, you know, on the sideline next year instead of Orlando Steinauer. But for the most part, things well, and Craig Dickinson leaving in uh, Saskatchewan mm-hmm. kind of thing. But for the most part, things are pretty steady. On the sidelines across the Canadian Football League. And also, I guess, Sheldon, we should bring up uh, and mention condolences to the family of John Frenzy Lynch. Started his broadcast career in Regina in 1969. Nice. Nice. Covered the Riders for 45 years. Uh, passed away at 86 years old uh I still hear his name brought up among rider fans in the province of Saskatchewan Sheldon
1: Oh yeah he was always a legend and uh like he'd always be on with Peterson and he he'd he'd have that old man yelling at, at the clouds kind of thing but he it just he he had no filter and that's exactly what everyone kind of wanted to hear when he was saying it so it was good better it, than it, Carm Yeah but Better than karma, for sure.
0: (laughs) And I guess we got to mention the 2024 CFL schedule has been released. Now, we're going to be returning to a balanced schedule. I think this is because of us. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I am actually okay with unbalanced. I'm I'm, I'm just okay with that. Like, it's just, to, to me... In my head, I would rather watch a Calgary-Saskatchewan or Hamilton-Toronto than BC-Ottawa, for example. But I understand in a nine-team league that people want to see every team at least once in their own market kind of thing. I just think if you're going to still have the two-division system, then playing more against your division makes sense. Hmm. But, uh, But at the same time... And I've brought this up before. You can't. <laughs> and this past year had Saskatchewan, Edmonton, Calgary struggling, so take that out of the equation. A lot of times, there's a West crossover, and uh, and sometimes they're better than the you know the third place team in the East, or they should be hosting the playoff game. You can't only have one playoff game in the East every year. I mean, you could look at it one way by saying that, well, it forces them to be better. You know, (laughs) if you want a playoff game, be better. But on the other hand, we also, you know, don't want the CFL to fall out of their attention uh, earlier on in November and to pay pay attention all the way through the Grey Cup. But the season is going to open up the first week in June and it's going to open up with a gray cup rematch sheldon we didn't even get that in 2023 did we
1: yeah I mean, it's kind of weird that it's in winnipeg instead yeah. of being in montreal mm-hmm. but but it, at least that game is back because yeah in the past that was always you always knew that was going to be the game so uh, i'm i'm happy it's back but they should have really put it in montreal so then you can do the banner and everything and get it all out of the way and then you rub the salt in that other team again Because, yeah,
2: Montreal in the the summer, I'm sure, is a terrible place to go watch a game.
1: (laughs) Now, the
0: Owls, they're not going to be raising that banner until June 20th against Ottawa. I believe their first two games of the year are spent uh, on the road. But Derek Taylor uh, with CJOB, the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, he did up a chart here and uh, talking about, you know, teams and the rest they have going into a game versus the rest of their opponents going into the game. And it says the Ottawa Red Blacks have the most restful schedule in 2024. They'll have 14 more days rest than their opponents throughout the year, and nine times they have had more rest against teams versus six games where they have less just to um.
2: win five games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple. <laughs> Look at that. That's a sweet hat, though. There are a couple matchups in 2024. The Bombers will be playing the Lions in week nine on four days rest, while BC will have 10 days rest. And the Riders week 10 will play the Red Blacks. Saskatchewan will have four days rest, while the Red Blacks will have 12 days rest so there is still a couple of those matchups tied. i think at the they end of the it. day it's kind of impossible to avoid at least a couple of them throughout the year i don't think
2: it is
1: that's bad yeah like, they are serious i mean i i get nice the matches.
2: four like you, you want thursday night and we're having games on sundays during the summer so i get that but i think if a team plays sunday there's no way they should be playing thursday like we've seen it in the nfl there's been like a handful of games that are worth watching on a Thursday night. The players don't want to play them. They don't want to get hurt. They're still beat up and nursing stuff from, from Sunday, but just the discrepancy in days of rest is an absolute joke.
0: Yeah. Absolute joke. They had great ratings in 2023. So yeah, at the risk of bad football or player safety or what have you, they're going to be a slave to the ratings and the TV deal that comes up in a couple of years. That's yeah. just well, what I, drives this.
2: Oh, absolutely. But I mean, and yeah, you, you want your, like you want the riders, you want the bombers on Thursday nights. Cause those are going to drive ratings, but like, I just don't understand how you shortchange it that bad. And I get stadium availability and all that stuff, but it like that argument gets real old, real fast.
0: Sheldon, uh, I know you're not the biggest fan of Maylong football, where uh, the Riders host the Bombers in their first. Better than a May Long wedding. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, like I don't. It's just it's me personally because I, I I staff a restaurant across the street from the stadium, and it's a stat holiday. Oh, that's and- all it is. That's all it is. It just makes my yeah, life I'm fine with that. a stress. So it's not like I'm pissed off that oh, but, but how, how dare you play on Victoria Day. No, but, it's but, not that. It's but just But
0: Sheldon, you're filling in for somebody and taking over for somebody who bases his entire opinion on everything on how it affects him. So <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid of being selfish. <laughs> I'll
1: sprinkle a bit I don't even
2: in. like shellfish. <laughs>
1: You won't be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> if so
0: we have, uh, you know, the Grey Cup in Vancouver, November 17th. Um, Labor Day is going to happen. That Labor Day weekend is going to be a lot of fun. There's the game in Victoria for Touchdown Pacific. The Riders and the Bombers and then the Tight Cats. And uh, the Argos, the Stamps, and the Elks. There's not going to be five games in six weeks between the Ticats and the Argos. So that is a positive of a balanced schedule. Uh, The Stamps and the Elks is a series that I'm going to be watching because they play the Labor Day, then the rematch, and then they play again early October. That might decide, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the final playoff spots in the West, and they're making a thing out of Thanksgiving weekend presented by Pure Later. Friday, Toronto's going to be in Winnipeg. Saturday, there'll be a Thanksgiving double header: Elks and Stamps, Lions and Riders. And then Monday, it'll be the Red Blacks and the Alouettes. I think let's make a thing out of uh the long weekends. You know, um Canada Day. But, Al- Al- games, Alouettes
2: on Thanksgiving Monday is just always great.
0: Yeah, yeah, they 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 love to host there, and you know, and
2: and they host Super Bowl. The Habs get uh, Super Bowl Sunday afternoon every year too. Every year, yeah. Wow, Habs are at home Super Bowl Sunday.
0: Oh, I love that! I love that. Then the Hall of Fame game will be happening September 14th, as the Ty Cats and the Red Blacks will play and pay tribute to the class of 2024. Well, here we are, man. I uh, I've been nervous about this show. There's nothing special, but it's uh, a goodbye oh, no. to a good friend of the show, in Brazilian Thai. Now, I I was gonna build a montage, and to be frank, I started listening to shows, and as much as it seems like I might like the sound of my own voice, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> like I download every episode, but I don't listen. To it. I don't think anyone likes their own voice. Hmm. I can like for this one I'll obviously have to listen to it because it's the most recent, but when I go back five years and I'm like, nah. <laughs> so I did take a trip down memory lane, man. And uh I, I, I have one question before you I have one question for you, hit play. Are you sewering me? Actually, I don't have a montage. I'm just talking. Oh, okay. OK, no. <laughs> so the question stands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I, OK, I, I wanted to like a week ago, <laughs> but now I'm like, ah, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I go back to 2015 and uh, I remember <laughs> you, you started coming on. I, I don't know, like a two minute segment getting waxed with Brazilian Thai. Well, you weren't even really Brazilian tie at first. Um, until you know, you made the bet. If the Red Blacks win twelve games this year, then you're going to get a Brazilian wax. Well, when things happen on two and out, when you say things out loud, you follow through. So I <laughs> that year calling the salon. Getting her on the air, telling us the whole process. Being- I'm on the side of Highway forty three <laughs>
2: south of Fort McMurray during that phone call. Being- and like my assistant hears it all and he's like, Oh my god.
0: Actually the, the room might have even been smaller than the room I'm in now. It was it wasn't a lot of room. <laughs> I thought, well, I'll be in there with Ty and then And then your wife came in. I really thought that there would be more room. <laughs> I'm two feet away from Ty's there was,
2: bits. <laughs> there was there was more room in my jeans after.
1: <laughs>
0: but still, and I think I've told this before. My favorite part is when, because not only did Ty get the front waxed, he got the back waxed. It, it was
2: a it was a manzillion.
0: <laughs> so he had to lay on his side. And lift one knee to his chest. I also had to tuck my knees into my chest. Yeah. And then spread. <laughs> that has to be. And of to course,
2: of course I, rolled to my right, I rolled over onto my right side because I knew Travis was on my left.
0: <laughs> and I, yeah. That had to be the most vulnerable you've ever felt in your life. Oh, it's pretty close. <laughs> I trusted you enough. I don't know why. Like, I, I feel like, you know, our relationship was had to be solidified at that point. Oh, yeah. Long
2: before that. Maybe so, it was the night you flipped <laughs> the breakers in your parents' bedroom where we really. When our other, one of our other best friends had to, down. one of our other best friends called his dad and mom scared out of his mind. And then his dad called the cops
0: for us. Yeah. <laughs> And then we couldn't
2: get the breaker to work again.
0: Yeah, trying to get the fridge back up and running after that was a bit of a struggle, but uh, (laughs) we figured it out. So then 2016 comes, and uh, John and I still did the show until, I guess, 2017. And then things just seamlessly transitioned to you being on the show, and then... (laughs) 2018 happens. And I I think it was just a real turning point when... uh, you were full time on the show. We joined the Alberta Podcast Network, and with the, you know, the resources that were afforded to us then, we had a live show in which in Edmonton, which was unreal. It
2: now those two live shows were the most fun I'd ever had doing this show
0: in twenty. Like no offense
2: to you doing it over Zoom and phone and everything, but those yeah. were just so great.
0: I was scared in. Uh, I was too hungover to be scared. <laughs> In 2018, I was scared. I John had uh, sports experience and all sorts of stuff, and uh, I really leaned on him. And then I really didn't think I <laughs> could do the show with just you and me. I just didn't think that mm-hmm. uh, I'd be able to do it. But you're, you're, you're never... It seems like you're never nervous. It seems like nothing bothers you. And that calming presence, uh, you know, helped me. And then the live show happens. (laughs) And you talk about being scared. I really thought there was only going to be my wife showing up. (laughs) And my mom. (laughs) And people actually showed up. And there was a pierogi eating competition. And then uh, Ty, in front of the crowd, takes a finger out of this thing of margarine. No, no you gave
2: me a you gave me a spoon,
0: <laughs> a spoonful of margarine. He puts salt. salt on it, and that's the way that the Grey Cup kicks off. And that was so so much fun. And I actually looked back on it. There was the Montreal Swear Jar that year. And things have all kind of... Oh! Things have come full circle. Uh, What happened is we... Montreal was so bad. They were Mm -hmm. terrible. Now they're Grey Cup champs. But this is, you know, five, six seasons ago. And we donated a dollar per two and out (laughs) to uh, CFL fans fight cancer plus the ticket sales. So then... What happens is that (laughs) uh, that Montreal Swear Jar was at the event. I think some people that showed up threw some money into there, and we donated money to CFL Fans Fight Cancer. There was also another fundraiser where, Ty, I don't think that you expected this to happen, the Art Bryles thing Mm -hmm. in Hamilton, where he gets signed by the team, and then... All this stuff comes out. What are you guys doing? Like, how can you bring this guy? So we ended up having a thing on Twitter at the time where every retweet will be a dollar donated to the Sexual Assault Center in Hamilton. Well, there ended up being 550 retweets. (laughs) So look, the money went to a fantastic cause, but... Ty was the bankroll of the pod for a long time. We're kind of like the Elks now. We're going from private ownership to community-owned community community <laughs> So, And then the 2019 Grey Cup, we have a live show in Calgary.
2: Right, I chugged a beer to start. You that was the a...
0: kickoff that year. And your mom ended up being on stage. And I forgot about this. I had... Well, I didn't have to, but I interviewed your mom (laughs) in front of the people that showed up for that. And she might not even know you're retiring. She's probably listening to the shows from the middle of 2022. (laughs) Yeah, because she's too busy listening to your radio show. (laughs) She has been one of the most requested guests ever. Uh, to return to two and out. So maybe I'll have to bring her on sometime next year or something like well, that. When you drop those calendars off. Yeah. I'll interview her. Interview. Yeah. Yeah. So then. Uh,
2: yeah. And then she tried to set me. And then she was trying to find me a date during that live <laughs> yes. show. That's
0: why, you, that's why you brought her up there. And it ended up kind of working, didn't it?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah so just call me cupid baby just call me cupid (laughs) oh you know what i'm gonna find now (laughs) yeah i know exactly what you're looking for so then covid comes and before you get that far can we go back to 2018 real quick yeah
2: so we do the live show uh we go we do our own we do our thing friday or friday and then saturday or we do our thing Thursday night. We go to uh
0: Spirit of Edmonton?
2: Yes, Spirit of Edmonton. Uh Friday we wake up, we meet for lunch, go to all the other stuff, go to the schooners. I think that was no, that was Saturday. Friday we did a we did a couple things, then we ended up back at Spirit. I go back to my hotel, I pop two Ambien <laughs> Or no, I pop one Ambien and two Percocets <laughs> I have tickets the for the Spirit of Edmonton breakfast in the next morning. It's, it's 1 a.m. when I'm taking this stuff. Nowhere
0: to be found on Saturday I wake night. up to, like,
2: DMs on Twitter. I have no idea who these people are. I have, like, 30 <laughs> missed phone calls. I have texts from numbers I don't know who they are. I have texts from, like, Andrew, Travis, Taylor. Like, just everybody's trying to find. I wake up. It's, like, 1145. CFL fans fight cancer is at noon at O2s, which is, like, I don't know, four blocks from my hotel. So I get up, I shower, I pop in a dip and I'm walking down, I'm walking downtown Edmonton. I'm just like, Oh my God, I want to die. Get there. I sit down, I order a drink, order something to eat. And coach Vic comes in and he sees me and he sits down. He's like, you look like hell. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) like, this is not good. And he sat there with me all day and made sure I was okay. (laughs) And then, and but like I don't know how I made it through that day I went to the schooners and then it just fell off a cliff Saturday night Mm -hmm. and I went I went I left early and you ended up getting to meet Mike Riley and everything in the (laughs) hotel lobby
0: after the CFL awards Mike Riley and Odell Willis walk into the hotel lobby Odell won't go into the photo because clearly he's tampering with Mike Riley for next year going to B.C. (laughs) He takes the photo uh, with me and uh, some Bomber fans at the Grey Cup in Edmonton and the Grey Cup in Calgary. We do the live show. Derek Dennis is there. Last-minute guest. Like, thank you so much to him for being on the show. Zach Evans in 2018. What a blast those two shows were. And then COVID comes. And this might sound weird, And probably doesn't make sense to anybody else. But one of the things I'm most proud of. Of you and I doing the show together. Is that every two weeks. During all of COVID. With no season. We found a space on here. To still have a podcast. All 2020. When everybody else shut down. Like... Tiger King comes out. We're talking about that on here. I've got hope that there's going to be a bubble season. Ty's like, shut up. No, there's not. (laughs) And then we do a virtual live show, the Tim Bid Eating Competition with Peter Dyakowski. I win. It's thought that he won. The whole world's against me until I finally destroyed him at the Grey Cup here in Hamilton a few weeks ago. So the fact that COVID happened and we were able to keep going and 2021 comes and we're just getting up at I'm getting up at 4 30, 5 30 in the morning to record the pod with you and we kept it going and then in comes uh in comes Sheldon and he's like Paul Rudd in the final season of Friends. Like we did it, guys and uh, we've lost his audio so that's just like the oh, beginning no, of this show. Oh. I heard him. I oh, heard okay. him. Okay, good cuz I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but man, uh it's been quite the ride and uh hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for all your work and thanks for everything since 2015, man.
2: It when you and John started this thing, I was I had FOMO and i and you know with us we didn't grow up as so much kids but grade seven and up once we found out we both loved the cfl like it was a quick friendship um and it's lasted this entire time we were pretty bad at keeping it a secret when i was pretending to write into the show and stuff like that i think people had it figured out pretty quick um I don't know how to say this with once I started doing it every week, I didn't realize how much work it was going to be. And then I started those spreadsheets and trying to get those going because the CFL stats weren't great for the fantasy game and all that stuff. And I was, it was taking like, every night I was doing something, doing something, doing something. And I was loving it and it was awesome and then just over the years like watching all the games and and you 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 start noticing different things and and picking up different things like that and it's just made me watch football a whole lot differently than i used to and like you mentioned 2020 doing those shows every two weeks it almost felt like our little sense of sense of gave us a sense of normalcy mm-hmm. and you know like yeah, we had we had the group chat with all the guys and everything, but to actually see somebody's face and, and talk to somebody about something other than what was, you know, the, the shitty thing that was going on in the world, it was that was I looked forward to it. Um, this the last two years have been probably the roughest on both of us. Yeah,
0: with, I agree. With man.
2: your new schedule and everything, and and you know, with my schedule, it's usually not bad, but just being out in BC with the time zone and everything, it just made it so much harder. And, Six
0: days a week, and there's only so many, and, so you know, much time to watch football with if, all the if commercials. Get,
2: <laughs> and if I get back if I get back to camp at 6.30, and by the time I shower and eat, the game's already over. Yeah. So then I'm trying to watch everything on a Sunday before we record and, and trying to get all the stats done, and and it became just so much that, you know, I didn't want to quit, but I felt like I had to because it wasn't fair to you. It wasn't fair to the people who were tuning in, and, and I didn't want to be the guy, you know, who watches – 10 minutes of each game and then just act like I watched the whole thing. So it it became like a second job this year and it was crazy about like with how busy we were and, and, you know, finally having what felt like we were out of the pandemic and, and, you know, the shortened season and everything was finally back. And it's just like, holy crap, there's so much time I've been putting into this with the minimum, t- the minimal time that I was able to put into it. Like I can't imagine adding up all the hours that we've done in those years where I was able to, you know, I was done. We were in the same time zone. It was easy to record. You weren't working seven to midnight yet. Like it was, it's just been, like you said, it's been a roller coaster, and it's just one of those things that I, I don't regret ever. I don't regret stepping up. I don't regret much of what I said. On this show, I mean, there are some things I wanted that to are... bring
0: up the suspension when uh uh Simone hit Kolaris and, and I took uh, Simone's side, which was really all a work because and I, I but guess what was, I
2: said, I I meant it. Like,
0: the the was suspension already, was a work, I should yeah, say, yeah, yeah, it was not a shoot. I think you had a uh wedding or something, so you got yeah, suspended, there was some, yeah and people yeah. were mad like what happened <laughs> yeah. to Ty and his free speech and all this
2: <laughs> hey just so you guys know in canada we don't have the second amendment
0: sorry the first amendment <laughs> so travis can do whatever he wants <laughs> so man that's just the small you know snippet of the history of the show hundreds of episodes we are uh Gonna get to 450 next year, maybe 500 by the end of the year, I'm not sure, but uh, you were there for most of them, and uh, the show has evolved to what it is today, and uh, I don't know what happened this year, I got used to the new schedule, I don't know what it was, but uh, I... I got a new creative fire in my belly with, uh, you know, making reels now and video content and TikToks and all that stuff. So the show's yeah, going to remain the kids. Yeah, I, I'm sure the kids, you know, see me through their TikTok hashtags and are like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I'll, I'll need to rely That's
2: so rude. on. <laughs>
0: I don't need to rely on not even Sheldon wearing to makeup. do some dances or something. <laughs> I
1: don't know about that. <laughs> Why not?
2: <laughs> we we all know a footloose comes on at a wedding. Yeah, see?
1: Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> that's, that's me. There
1: you go.
0: Well, uh, there it is, man. Uh, and I'm not leaving for good. Like, I can... I'll, I'll be around. I don't know. Like, I actually see you, like, uh, deleting your uh, Twitter account so nobody can find you and things like that.
2: <laughs> no, that's just my Skip the Dishes account.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've... Uh... Let this go for 50 minutes, so there's another 50 minutes of you not eating.
2: (laughs) Probably not the worst thing in the world.
0: (laughs) Without a gallbladder, it's been an adventure the last two weeks. Yeah, I can imagine, man. I can imagine. Well, I guess I'm not getting much of Sheldon's audio. I don't know if it's just on my end. It's kind of quiet. But uh, we'll let you know.
1: I haven't been talking. I've been laying out.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. Ty. He's, tie, uh, he's playing gets the fan a, now. Sheldon gets a front row seat to uh, uh, your final words on Two and Out. So thank you so much for the years, the hours, the money. <laughs> I kept receipts. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Don't
1: expect that from me.
0: <laughs> hey, that's why I started a Patreon, brother. <laughs> And thank you to those that helped us out with that and hosting costs and all of that because the bankroll of the pod is uh, is stepping back from the show. And we may hear from him time to time uh, from here on out. But uh, thank you. I love you. And uh, thanks for finding the time to come on one more time here before the end of the year, Ty. <laughs> uh,
2: thank you for all the endless countless hours that you would put in to you know lining up guests uh prep sheets editing posting doing everything that you could to make sure that this thing got out there um i i couldn't have even begun to think of how or know how to do any of that so without you uh you know it this never happens either so don't sell yourself short um love you boys uh I will listen now because I'm not on. Yeah. So it makes it a lot easier to not listen to my voice. Um, and I will not be far away to be calling you out on stuff because
0: <laughs> oh, God. I
2: will be returning the favor uh, tenfold. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it, it's been awesome. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Life, life gets in the way and, you know, being a homeowner and, uh, trying to adult has kind of screwed everything up but it is what it is one organ down got a couple left I can get rid of maybe if I end up with another 17 weeks off work next year I can hop on for a few more
0: go appendicitis (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to wish that upon you but you brought it up so Well,
2: well the first time I went to the doctor and they sent me home. You're like, oh, you had a tummy ache and they sent you
0: home? <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're absolutely right.
1: I did do that. <laughs> yep.
2: Tummy
0: ache survivor right here. <laughs> you can rate, review, and subscribe to Two and Out on your favorite podcatcher as we move into 2024. Uh, Sheldon Jones will be in that other Other chair. So thanks for making this as seamless as possible. I hope you are ready uh, to get on. uh, On. I think maybe you've already experienced a little bit of that. Um, But as we uh, go full time, uh, the will pile up. uh, But also, (laughs) we're gonna gonna swear. Let's
2: go. And we're not getting any money from YouTube. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I screwed myself by, by swearing. but uh, I already did. <laughs> and Sheldon did, too, when you brought up your uh, gambling addiction. But uh, rate, review, and subscribe to do it out on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. And also support the Patreon, because the bankroll of the podcast is stepping back. Thanks so much for listening to Two and Out.
1: Thanks for listening. Find
0: more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.